you know, their memories, like whatever. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Carolyn, thank you, darling. Thank you, Carolyn. We're here with a special edition of Bowl After Bowl. It's episode 91. It's Bowls with Buds on a Friday evening on July 2nd, 2021. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us all the way from Canada, give it up for Carolyn Blaney. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Spencer, Lorian, John. Thank you for all inviting me. Yes, John. Yes, the little wolf cub is here. He'll be chiming in tonight. (laughs) Oh, he's going to be chiming in. I did did hear him earlier. Oh, that's wonderful. Likely. He does uh, have a tendency to chime in on up. Uh, Mike, (laughs) Mike has been having a tendency to buzz lately. It's got this buzz that it likes to get going, and then I can touch the metal on it, and then it'll stop. So I don't oh. know if it's like a buildup of static in it or something. And ah, oh, it's very, uh, very annoying. Yeah, yeah. Very annoying. But hey, you know about all about the audio woes, man. Whoa, uh, I was I was uh, on on the back channel with Fletcher. Uh, we were trying to figure out how. Um, even before I got on the stream, I was trying to get the, the audio to work. So long story short, the compressor is off. I, it disconnected. Oh so we have got the Motu directly into the uh, into the um, mixer. Playing, so, playing with fire now. Yeah. Uncompressed. Yeah, uncompressed. Uh, but compressed on your end, uh, as yep. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All the computer noises. Running through the board, which has built-in compressors, so all will be well. And you sound pretty good, I must say. You do too. Yes. Excellent. Excellente. Well, thank you. Uh, before we get super rolling really quick, I uh, mm-hmm. want to thank our executive producer. Oh, I'll crack a beer open for your executive producer. Oh, yes. Cracking a beer. I'll raise uh, a Caucasian. We mixed some uh, white Russians here. Oh, yes. Ooh. To Quirk S. Quirk S. Thank you, Quirk S, for donation, 2369. Nice. And she has a note. I meant to donate last week. Sorry, I forgot. Just keep rolling and bowling. You are the rad supremacy showing us all just how lit love really is. Hey. Aw. Thanks, Quirk S. Thank you, Quirk S. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Mwah, mwah. Well... Because of Quirkass, she actually had a good uh, instinct and direction and idea yep. of, hey, you have a voicemail line. Why don't you take calls for the mm-hmm. guests in the future? And we also have kind of been trying to branch out of our old Bulls with Buds format. Mm-hmm. You guys were our guinea pigs the first time we did the Bulls with Buds. You and Fletcher came on. Yeah, we had such a great time. It was a fun one. That yep. is that was a fun one. We got it, the four of us got it. We got to do it again. We got to do it. Again. I, I know you, we yeah. want to have, have separately, but uh, I know I know we all had had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. You guys have like a certain dynamic together that's just always wonderful to listen to and especially to be a part of is just like always a, a blast and an honor at the same time. So 
love what you oh, guys yeah. have going on in Hog Story. Oh, thank you. And thank uh, you. I guess we should mention uh, Carolyn is a co-host at Hog Story, hogstory.com or hogstory.net. Goes and to the same place. Geez, I think if you're hearing my voice right now, you already know very well the Hog Story. And really, it's thanks to you guys that we're even doing our show again. So we went on a long hiatus, like a f- nearly five-year hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until coming on Hog Story that we were like, yeah, let's dust the, dust the mics off and get back at it. What do you say? Oh, well, Fletcher's so inspiring, and, and he's so wonderful. Um, and, I, and, I, and he knew you, you both uh, before I did. Um, and, and I, I know that part kind of shocked me, honestly. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know anybody was listening to the old uh, iteration of it, you know. Yeah. As- aside from like the people I told about normal, you know, but. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Fletcher was there listening uh, back in. What, 20... Jeez, what was that? Twenty fourteen. Fourteen, fifteen, twenty fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, it was oh, the first wow. time around. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound like it's a, that it's that long ago, but then when I look at the calendar, I'm like, that it, that is how I why. Know, it's so weird. Isn't it? <laughs> It's so weird. It's pretty, pretty damn weird. Pretty damn oh, weird. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but I guess I should have mentioned that uh, in order to ask Carolyn a question on the voicemail line, uh, it's easy to do. All you got to do is pick up your phone and... Uh, Call 816-607-3663 and the play of Sir, sir, seat, seat, sit, sit, er, er, did a really good jingle. I know. Didn't he, he say I it, think man? I love that. <laughs> Every show when I get to, like, rip it off at some point, I just, like, hit that button and I just, like, sit back in my chair all smiling because I just like it a lot. <laughs> it's so delightful. It's very well done. He's, I would have never known that was him. I gotta say, he's got those some of the best Billy Joel parody stuff I've ever heard, man. Like all of That's the all yeah. of the post show Billy Joel parodies come from him. Yeah, he's made like a ton of them. It's <laughs> it's phenomenal. You guys do some great into show mixes too, though. Yeah, you, you and Fletch yeah. tag team. We do. Yeah, yeah. I I we I take some of the songs. Uh, sometimes we actually use the songs that we um, had made for like the show, or uh, and then put. And then place the the clips uh, over. Um, it's mostly you know to tell a story, um, and and to be and to be funny <laughs> as well. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it works really uh, well. Yeah, thank you. It's it's we have a lot of fun doing it. I, I we got, we got to do some more. I, I it's been it's been a bit. It's been a minute since we did the last one. So <laughs> no doubt. So, it's all hot as hell, like pretty much everywhere this week. Oh, yeah. Is it is that going up by you too? It's uh, actually cooled down uh, today. So we were what what's fifteen degrees is probably like sixty. Uh, mm. Freedom freedom units. Yeah, I'm about so that. bad on the fly uh, conversions. I'm gonna guess it's about sixty something. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. We were mostly in some rain all week, but it finally he- heated up. Just in time to 
have a damn fourth celebration. Happy belated Canada Day, by the way. Oh, thank you. To you and, and your uh, countrymen. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. And and uh, happy Independence Day. That's not tomorrow. That's uh, Sunday. 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 Yeah, Sunday. But I'm going to start Thrills, smoking chills. tomorrow for it. Probably throw some butts on the smoker around nine. Oh, nice. Smoke through the night. Maybe you got wrap the up marinated? around. No, I uh, usually just do a, I'll start with like a mustard massage. I'll throw a bunch mm. of mustard on there, rub it all over. And then I coat it with some dry rub. And then I'll just mm. smoke it like that with a, with a simple dry rub. It barks all up and that just like gets black and crispy on the outside over time. Woof. You don't even really need no sauce at the end. It's like so moist and. Oh yeah, cause good. the cause the bark I guess is encasing all of the juices. Yeah, absolutely. Ah yes. Yep. Oh, that's it's, wonderful. It's fantastic. And then oh. you also like when you get it done. Basically, you take it on the smoke for like twelve to fourteen hours, mm-hmm. and then you're waiting for it to get to temp, which is like. Between 2 and 205 internal temperature, mm-hmm. I usually aim for like 202 or something. And then you pull it off of there and throw it in a cooler. Like oh. I've got a styrofoam cooler. Yeah. And then put some, damn it, there it goes again. Put some towels around it yeah. and then let it, they call it resting for at least an hour, but I probably do two hours. I just do it kind of as a, it um, kind of finishes cooking almost. It tenderizes in there. Uh, yeah. And it has a chance to slowly cool down, but stays hot for ages and ages. And then, bam, you just send it. Usually I have, like, a long ways to drive, and then it's not really, like, time to eat for a while. So the whole time it just rests in there, just getting better and better until you tear into it. Yeah, I find the longer you wait, it's it's good to wait, mm-hmm. especially when you're, when you're um, resting meat. Um, a tip for, for everybody... With pasta, that's also a good thing to to um, to wait on. So once once you get it all al dente, um, and and it's so you just turn off the heat and leave, and then put the put the pan, put the cover over, and just leave it in the water. Just let that all absorb, all the pasta absorb, all the moisture in the water, mm. so it's not all dried out. That sounds then, pretty good. Yeah. You you could do it as long as you want, and then the, the certainly the longer the better, and then you just drain it, and just you could see like it, it, the pasta's like changed. It's like it's more it's more sponge sponge like, like fluffy almost fluffy looking. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'll have to try that next time. I am uh, in patriotic fashion wearing these glasses we just got at the most American oh, cool. place on earth, Walmart. Hell yeah, uh, Walmart. And some red, white, and blue star sunglasses. Oh, cool. So I decided to wear the bowl. And, uh, oh, uh, you you called a, a few shows back about the lavender booty oil. Yes, and I brought yes, this, it did. I brought this booty oil. This is our uh, custom. It's grapefruit, white tea, and sandalwood are Ooh. the, are the uh, oils. It's quite a sensual combination. It it is. You got you have like this freshness with with the grapefruit. Yeah, it's got like a tang to it, but then also mm. that kind of sandalwood uh sexy earthiness. Sandalwood. Oh yeah. Ooh, sexy <laughs> sandalwood. Yeah, sandalwood is sexy. Oh yeah. It smells sexy. It's pretty cool. We've had this uh 
in Columbia, there was a place called Makes Sense, but then there's one we have yet to try here locally. This one's called Perfect Sense. Oh, yeah, Perfect Sense. Yeah, from Makes sense. sense to Perfect Sense. We have to try that next one out, but... Makes Sense always sticks in my head, though. That name is just perfect for a store where you go mix your own potions and oils. and. <laughs> yeah. <when laughs> it I, just makes sense. Early on when I met Lori and I, uh, I went out there to, like, make this custom uh, scent or whatever. I can't remember when I ended up giving it to you. But I mixed this perfume. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of like her perfume smell, secret recipe. And uh, I just kept going back there to get the same one because it's like, you know, it's custom. So. Oh, nice. We'll have to see if this place can match it. I'm sure they can do it. Because I know the scent's involved. I know the SP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool that they let you mix all of the different yeah, scents. Yeah, they've got like everything you can imagine, like reed diffusers, uh, massage oil, lotion, uh, yeah, here perfume. They, they do shampoos at this one, too. Ooh, they didn't do... Oh, Ooh, no, I don't know. Shampoo. Shampoo. Yeah, you... There's... A, I don't know. Scents are... They stick in my memory. Like, uh, if I smell a smell, like, I'll just think about that that person, yep. place, or thing in the past and like it just like just takes you right back you know for good or bad or otherwise yeah that's what's so cool about places like that is because like with uh for instance with a massage oil like you can kind of customize set a mood mm-hmm. at, like by setting an intention and then using it during all of the you know, like you're using it only for like massages and sexy times. And then over time, you just like smell that grapefruit with the sandalwood behind it. And you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, is that sandalwood? Just like, I'll Whoa. be back. <laughs> it smells like I'm getting laid, man. <laughs> I'm getting laid. Oh, wow. <laughs> very cool. Very legal. Very legal. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Now with your with the white Russians, yes. Um, what uh, what kind of vodka do you mix in with it? Well, right now I'm rocking the Smirnov. Right on. Because it was a little bit of leftovers from a recent uh, Fizzolino gig. That's the beauty cool. of working a, a, a roving wine truck that drives all over. Sometimes you just like, sometimes you leave a party and there's a bunch of leftovers, but all the leftovers are like, either beer or vodka or like at worst. The best root beer in the country, Obita root beer, and uh, oh yeah, just always bringing home some fucking beverages, man. Oh sweet. So this is some Smirnoff, and once I kill that, I have a bottle of Kirkland that's already open. Ah, oh, is I've it? And so is that like a hard hard liquor Kirkland? Oh, Kirkland vodka. Yeah, it's just a brand. Oh okay. It's the okay. I think they talked about it forever on No Agenda, or something because uh, yeah, or maybe it's I saw like, it on the socials because it's the Sam's Club, I think, uh, brand. Costco. Oh, I think Costco. it was That's Costco. Right. Yeah, That's right. Costco. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen, like, it's it's such a cartel here with um with alcohol, especially alcohol like spirits, and um, uh, you can't get like other provinces wines even. Oh, fuck. which is crazy. Huh. That yeah. is kind of crazy. So I can only get Ontario wine here. Um, but yeah, Costco. Like, do they make beer? I'm very curious. I, I never heard. It's all private label stuff. So, oh, okay. okay. Like they they don't make any of it, but they just bought. Mm. I think it might have been gin. 
might have been Dame Jennifer who was talking yeah. about like what the what all the different uh, liquors are that are private labeled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Been, I know Phone Boy knows it about it too. <laughs> That's now I'm trying cool. to remember which one is like their bourbon. It was like uh, I think it might have been Makers or something like that. That's a whole aisle of Costco I've never been to. I've been to like the regular Costco, and then the there's a business there's a business Costco, hmm. and there's like industrial amounts of ketchup that you can get. Oh, that's <laughs> I fucks with some ketchup. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. You, that'll just that'll get you through like the a sauce year is the boss, least. man. The sauce <laughs> is the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I embarrassed myself in my first. Uh, not really date at Wendy's with my wife. Oh, by the amount of ketchup I got. Are Lorian? Are you a? Are, are you cat? Do you like ketchup? Or oh, you I love ketchup. I don't know why mm-hmm. he's embarrassed. I was impressed. Oh, okay. She okay. was like acting cool. I, yeah, I probably just reflexed as an asshole. Or she was something. just like, "Oh, so you like ketchup, huh?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes over with a. And I was like, "Well, I like ketchup, but I don't like refilling the ketchup. Like, I like to get enough Me ketchup neither. to eat it all without getting my ass up again a second time." Yeah, yeah. And they give you so many fries, and then they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna give you two two packets of ketchup. That's enough yeah. ketchup what? for you." And you like, got a you got a five inch fry, and you got an inch and a quarter dipping space in the fucking little shot. It's like what the fuck? This ain't get, yeah. this ain't soaking my whole fry. I gotta coat the fry, man. You gotta coat the fry. That's right. Uh, I loved like the the catch. Who bless their hearts? The one who made who discovered to make the you know the dispenser. You know of oh, the, the ketchup. Pump, and you have pump thing? the pump. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Bless him. You ever keg? Her. You ever keg stand a ketchup pump? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I've seen uh at my high school they used to have the ketchup pump right next to the mayo pump, right next to the honey mustard pump. Oh, right next to the could... regular mustard pump. So you had all four and it was just like pump 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 pump. Oh my god. When I was hanging out with Fletcher, we would make all these sauces like everything together hell yeah mayo fucking everything together it's so awesome and and like i love those things because i do i do just the ketchup mustard mayo kind of thing yeah and make that kind of pasty orange sauce you know oh like kids thought my lunch table used to call it spencer sauce and i'm like this is just basic (laughs) this isn't my sauce this is basic bitch sauce this is just like (laughs) School cafeteria, like if if there was a Spencer sauce, it would be special. God damn it! Yeah, it's special three. reserve Spencer sauce. Okay. But God damn it! I love mixing all them all together like that. Like that's my jam too. That's so funny. It's that's so funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then we like have us like this is a sauce. It's fucking good, and it was like it was always good all the time. Yeah. Hell yeah! Net <laughs> Net is saying Kirkland bourbon is made by Beam. Oh! I just didn't want the affiliates coming after me, crucifying God. me. You said it was Maker's Mark, you fucking liar! <laughs> well, thank you kindly, Net Net. Net Net's keeping me out of jail, thank you. <laughs> Spencer Sauce is where babies come from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fletcher, Truth. <laughs> Fletcher nice. in the bowl says Spencer Sauce is where babies come from. If you want to troll along in the bowl, yeah, bowlafterbowl.com, listen live, has the link. Just click on listen live. It'll send you over to where the greatest people on earth hang out. All of the no Woo-hoo. agenda chats in there. 
Oh, look at all these sweethearts. If you don't have your fucking IRC client set up to automatically log into abs in a six pack and bowl after bowl and uh, the green room and hog mm-hmm. story and GOB and uh, Metis and no rare agenda encounter and rare encounter sewer chat I think you and said, no agenda you and yes, retard no agenda. and sewer retard. chat and mm-hmm. I do noob shelter too. I don't know if anybody still does that thing. <laughs> Just me and Lorian in the noob shelter right now. A noob shelter. Yeah. There, there's that another... was somebody else. When I first started okay. adding them like crazy, somebody, I think yeah. Fletcher was in there or something. Oh, okay. Some people pop in the noob shelter every once in a while. New, so is it N00B shelter or it's, is it like... It's O's. In... Oh, it's actual... Okay, yep. okay. Uh, it's... Come in. She said, I'll give you shelter from the news. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Somebody mentioned if I forgot, hashtag bullshit. It's where you post your bullshit. Oh, right. There's a That's lot right. of motherfucking rooms. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's so many rooms. Like, and then I have get a, in on these rooms. And then I have like a bunch of DMs because I don't know why. I just like don't close people because then I feel it feels like personal for me. I'm like, no, me don't, too. Don't close them. Don't close this. This is where we live. This is, yeah. It's just like, no, I don't want to close off. I don't want to close off any of them. I just open them and then it stays open. Yeah. 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 That feels so good. They're they're all open. Yeah. Open, open. Open, open. Just keeping them open. Keeping it open. Open. Carolyn, I wanted to ask you. (laughs) Yes. About... um, because it always struck me, and I like have an ear for it. You were like a student and connoisseur of comedy, in like more than just like, oh yeah, I know comedians and I watch them. But like, uh, just the way you talk about like method and technique and different things like that, or like different careers. Uh, I just always appreciated that about you, and I was wondering like when you first got interested in comedy, or like when you first saw it. It really, it was. Uh... Probably, probably as a as a very young child, that um, I may have not even remembered. Like I would watch um, I Love Lucy with my mom because oh, yeah. I'm the oldest child, um, and uh, when my mom had me, she was 26. Gotcha. So, uh, so it would be just me and my mom, and uh, like I'm one of three, you know, boy or girl, girl, boy. Like like your kids, Perfect. yeah, yeah. our house. Yeah, that's how my grandparents did it too. Was girl, girl, boy, boy. Oh yeah, and yeah. My, and my dad was the youngest. He was the f- number four. Oh, yeah. And I'd watch uh, I Love Lucy with my mom. Uh, she said she we we would watch Johnny Carson when that was on, um, and yeah. So we would, yeah, we would watch uh, we would watch all these all these shows. Um, I think we watched the honeymooners and my mother told me <laughs> that um uh, i would there was a friend of her mother's uh who looked like jackie gleason and i would be like jackie gleason and <laughs> and my mom would be like you thought that, that, that this guy looked like jackie gleason <laughs> from the honeymooners <laughs> so uh, so it's um so it's def- it's just it's been so ingrained in in my uh in my life and um i i always joke that i i may have been a it may have been some sort of um worked in in the uh theater or comedy 
business like way way back like in another life and i'm just reincarnated i can see it it wouldn't surprise me at all it's and um i for years of friends of mine um would we we would go to we would go to comedy shows every monday uh Mm -hmm. downtown toronto the rivley we would uh we'd sit up like i'd always sit up at the front like i don't care like these guys want to rib on me like Come on, bring it on. Like, I don't care. It's so cool. Um, and, and we would just support all these uh, local local acts. And I and it's so cool to see people um, move out of Toronto and go to New York, go to L.A., go to wherever. I guess now it's Austin. Um, <laughs> it seems to be the hot spot now, doesn't it? It seems. Yeah, they're, Everybody they're waiting their for. dog is moving out there, man. Oh fuck! Yeah, it, they're waiting for Joe Rogan's uh, uh, comedy uh, Joe spot. Joe Rogan's magical circus. Yeah, to be erected. Right. <laughs> He's like, we I, got plans. Oh shit! You're not supposed plans. to talk about it on a podcast that everybody fucking. <laughs> no, it's a per- it's a perfect way to build hype, man. Oh yeah, perfect yeah. Way to build uh, hype. And so I so I would go to these shows and um, I did a stand up comedy sh- uh, routine once. Bet I was going to ask that. I I went to LA and then I, I just for comedy. That's all I did. Damn. I I stayed at this uh, hotel. Um, That's the in, real like gauntlet, man. Yeah, yeah. Even and, an and open I was, mic, if it's like in LA, then it's in LA, right? Like, yeah, I I didn't do the open mic in LA. Like I I knew a guy. I just it just. It just I conjured up all the courage to to do it, and I knew a I worked with a guy uh, who became a comedian, and I just found and and we just crossed paths, and I I reached out to him, and I'm like Brian, could you can can I just you know go on your go on your show, go on your open mic, and he's like fuck yeah, um, which nice. was so cool, uh, and this is about 2013, um, so I did the show. Uh, it got a lot of laughs. It was really fun. Nice. I, I had a great time. Um, my dad was there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was kind of a raunchy the, the routine, but um, it had. I think it was about. It was about me going to a, a massage parlor <laughs> in in L.A. and uh, the the person next to me. It sounded like the guy was getting beaten off like he's jerking it (laughs) and and everything and the (laughs) and i remember the lady she was like oh do you want a man to to do your massage (laughs) i have men to do the massage like okay (laughs) yes Yes. so and so i so that was the so that was a routine and i i can't remember the actual word wording but um (laughs) i i remember um the the next monday so i went out to to this comedy show with my friend and i was standing at the bar and i told my friend this is 2013 i said i think i want to do podcasting yeah and i bought a microphone and i'm speaking into the same microphone very nice yeah and it's like i fucking knew like i mean at that point i was still i was listening to no agenda i've been listening to no agenda for for a long time nice um but uh, it was just, it's just so funny, you know, Fletcher and I are, are doing Hog Story, and, and I, I, I still think about that, that moment where I was like, I just want to do podcasting. I don't think stand-up is my, necessarily my thing. Yeah. 
Um, it definitely it like involves a, like a constant dedication to a scene and repetition. That's like the thing of. Um, I did a little bit of it in Columbia, in a little mm-hmm. college town. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it was fun and it challenging, and you're always kind of like got to write and evolve different stuff. But I never did it like. You know, my f- the f- like four or five that I did was spread over like a year and a half, and then I like also emceed a show, which is oh cool. I think more my, if you want calling or like you know proper role, I think I can emcee a lot better than necessarily could, like carrying a set. You know, I could totally see you emceeing. Yeah, yeah, that's Cause then definitely. It's like, you know, you just got like yeah. one rib on each guy or like one callback to you know you can cherry pick out one of their bits and like tag mm-hmm. on something and then introduce the next guy. It, it's fucking pretty simple, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you have the you you have the charisma. Like I I know we have never met in real life, but I can <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, your your charisma. I, I mean, I've seen your photos of so you know I can hey. I, I, I gauge yes woo <laughs> I gauge uh, that of your of your charisma and and like it's a different kind of charisma for for an MC it's not um like a stand up where you know you got to be like a he- you know headliner um uh middle or uh I forget what the beginning guy was but fluffer i don't know i want to call it a fluffer basically <laughs> <The> <laughs> it's really what they should call the it the guy that motorboats everybody's dick at the very start yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like uh, comedy is just um it's always been something that uh, i love to laugh i love to make jokes and um it's just something i've always uh felt uh, uh very secure and yeah. I felt safe in that in that space. Um, That's cool it, that uh, that it goes back that far for you because uh, yeah. I would say I don't know there were probably like Christian comedians that I saw pretty young, uh, yeah. and different stuff. But I was like raised pretty sheltered most way most of the way, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the first time I really saw like a comedy set was yeah. I was probably like I want to say like twelve or so and Mm -hmm. the local cable company we had like time warner cable at the time right and they rolled out this they were just starting digital cable and so with digital cable you had like more info you could pump into the little cable box they gave you and so that was like the first time that they had on demand and like Mm -hmm. you went from like 87 channels to like a thousand and five or something you know and um they gave everybody like a six month free trial of that shit and yeah. so, and it came with HBO, which I never fucking had access to no HBO either. Oh yeah, so no, me neither. HBO yeah. had all these stand-up specials on demand, yes. and so like I watched yeah. like two Lewis Black specials and mm-hmm. like three. They had like three George Carlin specials, and they had like uh, I don't know if it was three. It might have been two also, but they had like multiples of different guys. I know they had David Tell. Oh yeah, he's um, probably one of the greatest. I, I did see him in Toronto, and. He he was smoking a cigarette right on stage. Oh, nice! It's, it was it was like who's gonna tell Dave Attell not to put out his cigarette? Well, <laughs> there's a few guys kind of like Dave who, especially everywhere they go in the states, do that and make a point about it because it's like it's still like Supreme Court protected. Yeah, if it's yeah. like part of your performance to be smoking a cigarette or whatever, you know. So oh, a lot man. of guys will like dick wag with it just because like you can. Yeah. 
Um, Ron White almost always has a stogie, which I love. I think, think, yeah, yeah. uh, You know, actually, now that I mention that, I think that Blue Collar was the first thing that I really saw um, that got me looking at other stuff. But the timeline might be wrong on that. I remember that Blue Collar was like what I watched with my parents and Mm. what I'd reference with my parents. But then all this other stuff, I like kind of wasn't supposed to watch and I snuck and watched it, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Oh my god! I used to be like snot running out my nose listening to Lewis Black and his like bit about milk and all the different kinds of moo. moo. I like moo cow fuck milk and that's it. I was just like rolling. And right oh, when yeah. I started Boy Scouts, I was maybe like eleven. You start when you're eleven, is I think at your first year. Yeah. And that first year at summer camp, all these older kids, all the way up to fucking seventeen, but most of them are like fourteen. You know, fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. They had like the most filthy ass mouths, dude. And that's where I learned to swear. And then I was just like the worst of the worst. Like I had the worst fucking trash mouth <laughs> at all these camp outs. I'd get like Where did your son Spencer hear hear like, these words? Oh, could you could you tell tell us about that? My friends at camp, okay? Good. You know you scared. Did your friends at camp tell you you could talk like that? Jeez. Um yeah. Well, it's similar to me. Like I was able to, well, I, I know my dad was into a lot of different shows and he'd stay up late at night and I would sneak to, to watch shows. And I, I would watch his show called, uh, the Larry Sanders show, um, which was a fake talk show, uh, that it was a, it was a fake talk show, fictional talk show but it was like from the the behind the scenes of the talk show um and all these comedians like were so young in this so, so you got like a young john stewart a young uh david spade uh janine garofalo <laughs> so, like just so many up-and-comers like that are just so so big here uh so it starred gary shandling and uh rip torn was in it um uh, the guy, uh, what's the guy's, uh, the guy, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, he was in it as well. And he was uh, the, the, he was the father in uh, Arrested Development. Uh, but that, that's probably one of like the, the shows that are just way up there for me. Like I could, I could reference, I could, I could rewatch that show. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's just like, some some comedies are uh, that are just always stick with me. I, I was talking to Gummy Nerds <sighs> in the um, in the chat uh, when we were doing a pre-show for yesterday's show, and I uh, I was telling him about Alexi Sale. Uh, he's a British comedy. I was exposed to a lot of British comedy. Here we have uh, PB like we got PBS um, it, up in Canada, so uh, they they would play shows like. Uh, uh, keeping up appearances, Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. um, uh, are you being served? Uh, just all these, all these British comedies. So I, so I had it. So I developed an appreciation for uh, for their comedy and how different that was to uh, to comedy in North America. Yeah, I feel like uh, over here, there's just kind of like the bar just is lowered and lowered, you know. Or there's more mm-hmm. of like shock humor pushed, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of British comedy still requires like a little bit of like nuance and thought to 
in order to appreciate it you know what i mean oh yeah which is like yeah. if you don't go for the lowest common denominator you don't really mm-hmm. like necessarily get in front of the most eyeballs but yeah it's a different kind of product and it's kind of a quality product i think your favorite british comedy like uh kind of rides that line though and does the wild with the highbrow with the lowbrow all together the mighty boosh oh. the mighty boosh oh mighty boosh oh i love that show i never heard yeah. of it well I had seen old Greg, but I never heard of the Mighty Boosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Until Lorian, mm-hmm. like... That's how it starts. <laughs> the old <laughs> Greg. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it gets you, Spencer. Yes. Uh, the old Greg. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is the old Greg guy? It's, like... <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's old Greg's a seductress with, <laughs> with the Baileys. He pulls you in, he makes you love him. Yeah, even with that downstairs mix-up. <laughs> yeah, with even with the downstairs. Yes. Oh man. You ever uh, meet any of your favorite comics? Like who's? Um, I got I I actually went to Just for Laughs at this um, and there was a podcast show. So it was like if you weren't there, um, live, uh, you know, you didn't see it. But it was it was really cool. There it was. Dom Herrera, uh, Bill Burr, um, this uh, Canadian comedian, Darren Rose, and, um, was, oh yeah, Paul Provenza. And he co-wrote um, The Aristocrats. Oh, cool. Have you ever seen that movie? Yep. Um, yeah, so, so, and they were just talking about comedians that had just passed away. So, just talking about legends like um, John Panette, um, uh, uh what's uh, <laughs> um yeah it's just it's so many so many uh, great comedians that, that that had passed on but they had uh sets that they did at uh, just for laughs um and uh, it was just so cool and i got to shake their hands um and years before i actually met dom herrera at at um laugh factory when i went to just see comics and um I shook his hand. He was. He gave me his phone number, and he told me to call him because I was like, "Oh, I'm in L.A. like by myself. I just want to see comedy." And he's like, "That's wild." <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and he's like, "Do you want to just like hang out?" And every uh, comedian around goes, "All right, all right." <laughs> <laughs> you are so instantly I, not alone in L.A. In, no, I wasn't. It was great. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was cool and I, and i that that following wednesday I, I had a spot or whatever in the back and i got to meet uh, dane cook and um that was that was really cool that, that was that was like pr- pretty cool and uh he's pretty but like a staple in at uh the laugh factory yeah down there yeah he has his own show that he does there i don't know if he still does the show but um but it's but it's uh, live at that place. We hung out with uh, Dane Cook's arch nemesis at the beginning of their careers. Uh, oh, Doug Stanhope. Yes. Out in Bisbee. Yes. I'm, How, he seems like a nice guy. He is. He's like yeah. uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe. He's like <laughs> uh, like super crotchety and doesn't give a fuck at the same time. You know. He's like, oh, oh I'll bitch yeah. about everything, but I don't really care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of like a party guy of like, yeah, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. Uh, 
whatever. He always says his fucking address on the podcast, you know. And I had been on his email list, so oh, they were okay. like, they were like, That's Doug's cool. doing a special, no place like home, and he's gonna record two sets, two nights in Bisbee, you know. And I was like, oh fuck, we should just road trip out there and go see it. I don't remember when this was. It must have been 2015 or 14. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in there. <laughs> and uh, we just drove all the way out there and then saw the show that night. Mm-hmm. And then did we go like that night and then the next day or did we go the next day? It I was can't the even next remember day. if we went out there two different times or just the one time. He partied at the spot that night. so. Oh, that's right. But We went to his place the next day. Yeah. Oh, he's always cool. like, send shit to... 412 Van Dyke Street or whatever the hell it is out there. I don't know. We fucking made sure we knew and then we drove out there and we just like fucking showed up. And we're like, hey, we've got cocaine. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. And then he's like, bingo, go get them the rest of the cocaine. And then he like sent us with his cocaine that he didn't want to do the rest of it or whatever. It was a good time. That's really cool. It was fun. He even let our dogs wow. hang out. Yeah, we had our dogs with us. <laughs> Oh, Free that's nice. We so fucking like <laughs> hippie style, fucking young and dumb. That's really cool. And he's and like, we just like sat there like quiet little that. kids, just like <laughs> happy to fucking just be there, you know? We're yeah. just like, oh my God. <laughs> he has this weird football watching drinking club, and they all wear these oh, like yeah. plaid smoking jackets, right? It's like part of their weird club. And so, it's a, one yeah. of them was hanging. On the hook outside of the door of the of the fun house, oh and Lorian just like <laughs> she's like fucked up, and she just puts it on. It's like good, take my picture, and then I take your picture. I was like okay, and then like the guy whose jacket it was like opened the door and then saw her and like gives her like I don't know what to do look, and then just like closes the door and walks back, <laughs> and we put it back on the hook all awkward. I was like, this is silly. It was a silly time. Well, we didn't know what so to do, cool. so we would just watch the Packers game with them. It was like, we're not invited, but we're staying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's always cracking. It's funny. It's like he's always on, no matter where he's at, you know? Like, Lorian oh, showed up, and he was like, check out the tits on this eight-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Broke my brain. I was just like, hey, Chaley let me into the show last night. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Check and my then... ID. <laughs> that was, I think, our third time seeing him when we went out there, right? Yeah. Because we had saw him once here in Kansas City before yep. we lived here, and then we saw him once in Columbia too, where we had lived at the time. Mm. And when he saw when we saw him in Columbia, yeah, I like had some mushrooms on me, so I was just gonna try <laughs> and throw him some mushrooms, right? Because yeah. just every time I'm with Doug, I just want to give him drugs. I guess I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. And uh. I was like, I was trying to play it cool and all this shit. Yeah. And so they'd like, yeah. it's after the show. It's like he had been signing CDs for a minute or whatever the fuck. And, or signing Bibles, I think. Signing the stolen oh, Bibles. Oh, that's nice of him. And uh, <laughs> he went and he like ducked into the men's room because they were like gonna about to go. So then I like slip in and I like, he's at the urinal. And so I pull up two urinals over. And he's just like, the sense is it. He's just like, oh my, f-. like here we fucking go again. You know what I mean? He's like, this motherfucker fought me in for a piss. And I was just like, no, no, I got some mushrooms. I don't know if you want some mushrooms, man. I know you're on the road, you know. Like, and he was like, I'll oh, give them to Edmund because he was this other comedian, you know, James Edmund oh. was opening for him. Yeah, he's just like, give them to Edmund. 
And then I don't remember what the fuck ended up happening, but they had like this fucking crazy shit went wrong story after having eaten the mushrooms, but I never got to hear it or figure out what the fuck happened. Oh. Well, that's nice of him to, to redirect the mushrooms to, to yeah, somebody that's in need. Yeah, that's what's awesome about what, uh, keeping, what like, nice keeping openers around as you can be like, yeah. Oh yeah, give all the fucking <laughs> sketch shit to this guy and uh, if he does alright, I'll have some too. <laughs> it's like the king getting people to eat his food before he eats it kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh my god. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna pull out uh, a voicemail for you. Oh, hit have... me with a voicemail. I hit you. Yeah. I hit you with a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since uh, Carolyn Blaney is on uh is in in the bowl uh yes. this this evening or when when this gets played, hopefully, and we'll see how that goes. Um but I, I guess my I guess my question for for, for Carolyn um is so yeah, comedy is 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 your thing, right? Um so I I know that, you know, and I know oh, that boy, you, you take it uh seriously, but I am curious in terms of comedians, and maybe maybe you've answered this by now. Who knows? I, you know, I don't know when when this is going to get played during the thing, but <laughs> but um, you know, who are some of your influences, or maybe, and I and I and I mean that in kind of two ways, right? I mean it as a um, who who is it that whose comedy you liked, and you went okay, that you know I want to incorporate some of that stuff, and then maybe you know that I go the other way is who are some comedians you went, yeah, this shit sucks. And I, I definitely don't want to do that. But I'm going to pause it to okay. for you to properly answer the question. Okay. And, so, and before you answer it, I'm going to say that mm -hmm. Phone Boy clearly can uh, read the future. Sorry if you can hear that exploding in the background. I guess there's oh. some big-ass fireworks so, going off back there. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. Some freedom. Uh, yesterday, there were so many fireworks during the show. And <laughs> I... I have to apologize to, to Chris uh, Cold Acid that uh, I got a little distracted because it, I'm in the attic and there was a bunch of fireworks going on. So I, no, no worries. We're in the basement and they're loud. So I know that they're oh, loud. I, was like, I can damn. almost feel the yeah. concussions from them. Oh, I was like, is there a war outside I'm not aware of? of the, uh, the hood mic from uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, clearly Phone mm. Boy can predict the future because he knew we were going comedy and then he knew we were going to go... Uh... I love it. Yeah, that's, it was it's that's beautiful. So cool. But I it guess, was... yeah, positive and negative influence. Who do you steal from and who do you avoid? Um, uh, like, like right now, um, I'm really digging Tim Dillon. I, I, think, he, I think he's... His, his um, absurd, contrarian... Um, uh, like uh comedy is just it's just so funny and it's on point um stand up uh it's still it's uh, it's you know david tell has always has always been a, a a great a great influence like um just with how serious he is about uh about about comedy um and uh like there, i mean there's different types i mean there's there's stand ups there's improv um i i find a lot of people um are funny because they have have writers definitely like, yeah um i mean i i mean i love dave Chappelle. i think he's i think he's great i and i th thought his show was great 
I don't think his stand up it, it's not it's not not my cup of tea. Same mm. with same with Amy Schumer. Mm. Like her her stand up like I gave it the old college try. I yeah. gave her the chance with her, her her leather special she's trying to be like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> sure. Um you know like Charlie Murphy was funnier. <laughs> Some people kind of have that's what's wild about being a comedian is it's like mm-hmm. There's this performance side of it, and then there's like a writing and creative side of it. And like, yeah, some guys are like almost better writers even than deliverers. Like, I kind of think of yes. uh, John Stewart as like very in the middle, but slightly leaning writing over, you know? Yeah, delivery. yeah. But I'll give him this: like, he can deliver guys, a joke. Yeah. Because some people just they some of the writers they can't like if you look at the the cast of Saturday Night Live today, um, with yeah. the uh, like the news update like we went from from legendary Norm Macdonald right and to to basically college kids from from uh, I'll say Berkeley. Um, and they got, right. went to New York and, oh, we're going to go to New York and we're going to write for Saturday Night Live. And then they're not only writers, but they're actually acting. And they're just like, they, they don't know how to use their face, which is, mm. you, you have to know how to use your face. Um, it's, and they, it just, it was just the delivery is just not great. Like there's no, there's, um. Yeah, uh, the the Saturday Night Live crew, it uh, it's you know it's de- definitely certainly in decline, um, if mostly from a technical standpoint. Sure. And, and if of like, I mean, sure you could write a joke, but you need to write a joke for somebody who can use their face. Yeah, you know one of my favorite guys who can use his face is uh, mm-hmm. Joe Latriglia, who Latriglia. was on. Uh, most recently on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but he's he was on Reno Nine One One too. Oh, okay. Pretty okay. sure. Right? Oh, okay. And, uh, originally came out of the state was the first thing he was on. Have you ever, you ever watched the state? No, but I've but I'm familiar with Reno Nine One One. About and, half uh, of the Reno Nine One One guys oh, originally came oh. from the state. Oh, okay. Which was on, gotcha. Uh, which was on MTV in the nineties. Yeah. For like, I think two seasons. <gasps> You should okay. watch that. You would fucking dig it, man. Uh, oh, really? My, okay. My buddy from uh, Boston turned me on to mm-hmm. it when we were in college. Oh, and, I'll check uh, that out. Fucking legendary. A lot of the, a lot of guys just came out of there. It was like a troop at NYC, and it was all dudes except for that uh, the short-haired gal in Reno Nine One One. I never fucking remember her name. I'm so rude. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Trina. The the character Trina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that show is just is just so funny. And the movie, uh, I, you know, that's the guy who I was picturing. I just wasn't sure if I knew knew his name. That's funny. Isn't that great? Carrie like, Kenny, you... Carrie Kenny Silver. That's her name. Oh, okay, Carrie oh Kenny Silver. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the state is so funny because it's all dudes yeah. except for her. So like a lot of the, like <gasps> obviously all the female characters, most of them are like cross dressed played, you know, because it's just oh, a yeah. cast full of dudes. But oh yeah. my god, Joe Triglio yeah. can use his face, like his eyebrow, like everything he does is funny. Like he doesn't have to yeah. even have lines in order to be I funny. Know. And those are some of my favorite comedians where it's just like they're. Body language and their facial reaction is just like, oh my god, you know. 
Um, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Kids in the Hall was, was mm. uh, I mean, as far as sketch comedy goes, was like the cream of the crop. It was top shelf, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, like, I, I got to meet, uh, I, like, you know, briefly met uh, Scott Thompson, who was the actual only gay man in the in the cast. Uh, but everybody would dress up like women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if there was a female role, they would play that. And just like that was just something that was just a show that um, uh, I probably was too young to watch, but I watched it anyway. <laughs> and it very much uh shaped um i would say that that was one of the bigger uh, biggest uh influences because when i saw them live um some of them were like like just regular people like in the um in the foyer of the of this of you know the theater yeah and it was just like I've never been starstruck. I'm not one one to be like, yeah. oh, that's a you know, it's just a human being. But like, I grew up watching watching them, and like when you, I, I guess I've just never uh, experienced that. Uh, but I still, I still had it was very reserved and like I don't want to bother them. Yeah, like, I'm not just one of those people that's gonna like you know, oh my god, you changed my life. Ugh. Yeah. That's how we were at Doug's. It was like, you know, we yeah. were just there and we didn't want to like be a bother or burden, but we didn't want to leave either. So we're just like, oh, <laughs> we have cocaine. You did a good oh, show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It> was like, <laughs> we were just kind of soaking it all in. Uh, I'm going to oh, continue yeah. with the rest of. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Phone please. voice, uh, voicemail. Um, you know, I've never, and I've never really studied comedy. Is it, you know, I don't know as anything. Oh, uh, um, I, I, I guess we all try to oh, be funny. You know, that's right. I'm sorry. That's, I no, this, no, it's uh, okay. That's okay. I just it. wasn't. I'm gonna back it up. Yeah, because if good. you can't hear it, then you can't respond. Comedy is it, you know, I don't know as anything. You know, I've never, and I've never really studied comedy. Is it, you know, I don't know as anything. I guess we all try to be funny. You know, at some point, uh, sometimes I do things that. Um, I don't intend to be funny, but they just are. Um, mm. But I, but I think the, you know, and I think it's important that we all just continue to laugh, right? Because I don't know the last the last eighteen months have been very stressful. Um, pretty, you know, and you you've definitely had it uh, much more stressful up there in Ottawa uh, with all of the or not in Ottawa in Ontario. Sorry, yeah, I realize. Anyway, <laughs> I'm confused. Don't mind me. I'm a dumb American. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my, my, what I was, or, yeah, my, my, but the question really is, it's, yeah, it's like, um, if you don't laugh, how is it that you're going to, you know, that, yeah, I don't think you could deal with all the bull crap. And, you know, that's something that, that I think all of this, um, I don't know, all of this political correctness and cancel culture and everything has just made it impossible to do is that, you can't laugh. And I think that's bad for everybody. And so, you know, and there's, there's, I think in any, in any good humor, and this is just me, you know, the, it's my, my thought process is I, there's always some truth to it. And, you know, and that's, and, and, you know, maybe it's one of the few, pl- and, and maybe that's why uh, humor is be, itself is being canceled because that's one of the few places where the truth can come out. And yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. Love you, mean it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, well, um, 
yeah, it, it's so important. And I, I don't know if it's um, necessarily, I, I think it's the people that are allowing it to be canceled. I agree. It, it's not so much like you're making the jokes and then people aren't liking it. Oh, we're going to be, uh, so, so you make a joke. People don't like it. You're allowing yourself, you're opening up yourself to to listen to what the criticism is and the cancellation and why you're being canceled. Well, you better apologize immediately. Right. Well, I think a big part of it, actually, and I'm just slowly realizing it, mm-hmm. is the overinflation of certain social networks, but specifically Twitter, mm-hmm. that has happened in the last decade. Uh, so like since it came along and because uh, I got I got in Twitter in like 2009 when I was in college pretty oh, early, okay. pretty early that's pretty early yeah. and you know it was like it was kind of like NOS is now in a lot of different ways except for also there was like nobody over 50 on there you know and uh, yeah yeah and very few over cool 30 place. even and it was just kind of uh I don't know. People would like it was it was micro blogging. That was like what even it was referred to at the time. You know, it was like a micro blog service. And so people would just be posting all types of shit. You know, just like whatever's rattling off in their minds. And now, after all of this time, like we got on it because we were in journalism school, and it was okay, sort of like okay. oh, it's officially breaking news kind of stuff. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then. Over time, even still, like you can't watch Sports Center without them like putting somebody's tweet up on the screen. You know, it's always tweet driven. Yeah. Or like, oh, we mm-hmm. pick three tweets from people reacting to the show as we do the show, and all of this like inflation of tweets and their weight and their message. You know, um, it turned into when there's like a Twitter mob, like people panic when a comedy show before this whole Twitter era. Mm-hmm. If somebody got offended and they started fucking yelling and pissing and moaning and, you know, they'd like either like demand their money back and get it or they'd get kicked out or something, you know, they would just be like removed from the situation by themselves or by the fucking staff, like security, you know, just like, all right, you don't like it. Fuck off. That's fine. You know, you don't have to. But now it's like, oh, we got to do apology tour. We got to do. Um, not allowed, you know, like people will be disallowed off campuses because somebody has a problem. It's just crazy, like the extent yeah. that it's gone. And I think partially it's just due to the the artificial microphone that's been given to Twitter when um, they did that recent analysis where like 3% of the users do 95% of the content on Twitter or something like that. It's like, the al- the algorithm just expands certain shit, and so you're just looking at a narrative. And then when you tweet, like, I deleted my Twitter that I had since '09 or whenever, mm-hmm. just this past year, like in December I think or something. The oh, bull after bull still has one, but like I tweet and nobody sees that shit. Like nobody even sees yeah. it. Like I feel always it's a waste of time. Like I'll post some shows sometimes, and maybe if mm-hmm. I was more consistent, it'd be more visible. But it just feels like such an utter fucking piss in the ocean situation versus nos where people who follow me on no agenda social like they actually care what i have to say and they're interested in it and then the algorithm doesn't you know put everybody ahead or behind it just gives you what's going on right then and then if more people boost it more people will see it you know 
Yeah, yeah. It's I think it. They, it's like they've Twitter done it. used to be, where right. it was, was just say. update real time. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's a Twitter has a lot to do with the with the cancel culture, um, and I think a lot of. Th- I think what's also happened was like there was a um, a surge of of um, comedian you know stand up comedians and I'm and I'm doing air quotes right now um, <laughs> that that um, have were so preachy like they should be writers they were better as writers and and it goes back to the Saturday Night Live thing writers should not be on stage they just write just do it you know if you're you, don't know how to use your face, um, and <laughs> and a lot of these people like they 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 go with their feelings and and I got to a point like I've seen a lot of stand up comedy and I think I think about um, maybe 2017 or something like that. Uh, that's that's when I realized um, I I just I there were days that there were nights that I went there and I just did not laugh and I'm a laugher like I want to like. Like if I find something funny, I'm going to like, and I'm a gener. I guess I should say I'm a generous laugher, um, but like, this wasn't funny. Yeah. And um, it was more preachy. Like oh, you're yeah. preaching to me, um, and it's just like I'm not here to be preached upon. Right. Yep. Um, and and I think there's just there's way too many people that think. Um, and it, it goes back to also, you know, social media, like, oh, I, oh, I said something funny on Instagram or on Facebook or, you know, people thought it was funny on Twitter. I'm going to be a stand up comedian. Right. Like, and I think that's, that's a really the thing. And they're not necessarily funny. I mean, they could be funny writing wise. And, and I've seen a lot of them. And then I follow them on Twitter, and then it's like you actually wrote a really good joke. Like hmm. you just shouldn't be on stage. Like sure. you know, there's just <clears throat> no reason for you to do that. Um, and and it's just it and it's like comic comedians that want to become actors, and then it's like you know there's there's only a, a certain it's very small percentage that that really could uh, could flex both of those things um, individually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run another voicemail by you. If that is oh, do a, it up. Doing it up. Doing it up. Doing it up. Doing it up. See the funny. Make me laugh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, the first time I ever came in a room. Ooh. Uh oh. I was probably thirteen. Oh. And I didn't make myself come. <laughs> Someone else did it for me. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh. But then the next time I came in a room, <laughs> I did it myself. Oh, yeah. Uh. I just came. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, oh, right, nice, right. I, uh, God, I, I should have put Ask Carolyn questions. Um, oh, it, does it say the first time I ever came? Yeah, that's the F-tie Next to my for, name? That's the F-tie for Tuesday. But oh, it does okay. say, uh, that's okay. This that's week's right. F-tie I, I, is the first time I ever came in a room. Which was your idea, by the way. Thank you for the idea. 
Oh, you're very welcome. I, um, I just, it, uh, I, I thought I'd, uh, share that. Um, I, yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think I might've done it myself. I can't remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time he was didn't make myself. Someone yeah. else did it for it. Wow. Yeah, somebody, that's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking yeah, nice. That does sound fucking nice. That's, <laughs> that sounds fucking nice. Oh, that guy is so funny, though, man. <laughs> he is, uh, when's, when's, uh, when, did you first, when did you first connect? I mean, I know you met over No Agenda and started calling, but, like, what was the catalyst? Like, when did you first meet Fletch? Um, I, like, uh, I mean, we saw each other on Twitter and stuff. Um, I, I will, we would always call Nick the Rat Show, and then he'd do a post show. Um, and I just, uh, we were on, I don't know, I was on Discord, and there was all these, like, group voice chats that would, that would go on, and, um, and then I, and then I heard Fletcher, he was talking to Ducky, um, and I couldn't talk for some reason, I don't know if there was some weird thing, and I was just listening, and I was like, well, I want to talk to him. Nice. I think we could, and I think it would be a lot of fun yeah we should, we should talk we should we should have have a conversation that's that and that's when i was like yeah we, we should we should hang out love it mm-hmm. and then you so how soon did uh you come to us and, and kick it between then and um it probably was a little maybe a little over a year nice yeah yeah and then uh yeah we kicked it and we um we we started hog story and i think we were probably uh, he probably seven seven or eight episodes in like that we did like together in the same room that's cool that's, oh, that's awesome. awesome yeah yeah give me a little fletcher cox story <laughs> doing it right now <laughs> everybody's got him. fletcher's got him that's for sure he leads with him oh man no, that was great. I'll, I will try my damnedest to remember to replay that on Tuesday as well because we want all the cock stories. Yeah. Or the coming yeah. in room stories, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, coming in room stories. Man, I might I, to... I, you know what? I, I think at the time, I, I, my my first time ever like uh, coming in a room with a lot of people, I think that's my, what I missed. But, oh. um, you know, I, I think, I think uh, coming in a room is, is pretty good. There's nothing stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's a different. It's a different level of performance. It's a different. Yeah, you have to be on. Definitely. You have to be on. Like the the camera's gotta love you, baby. That's like weirdly. That's like my most. The thing I appreciate the most about orgies is the thing I mm-hmm. appreciate most about working as a tour guide where it's kind of like you have to be fucking on you know because there's like you're in a room and all eyes are kind of like they're on you but they're on everyone else too but like you're just like you just gotta be like performing at a certain level you know Uh, and i was i was gonna ask you both something about um like i'm comfortable with my body like i go to i've i've i went to a uh a naturist uh oh yeah i remember you talking about that oh that that was it was a lot of fun um and i was think when i was there this guy this old dude was like talking to me like for like a long time and i didn't want to be rude either 
and yeah. and then I got a fucking sunburn because I'm like Ooh. he's just talking to me and I was like I just and I'm so like not not self-conscious but like I'm not rubbing fucking you know like sunblock on my body while he's like right. talking to me right <laughs> could ask him to um, get your back man yeah that's probably yeah, what he was yeah, going I for done that yeah he was just, yeah, just like <laughs> he's and like oh I, can't you take a hint eh yeah, it's like, yeah, can't you, you know, I'm just kind of sitting here, I had my book, I was like, I was just gonna just let the, let the breeze hit my body and, and all that, yeah. but yeah, and then I, and then I, because th- at that point we actually had you, I think we had you both on the show um, weeks before, and I, th- and I was like, if, if, Lauren and Spencer were with me. I think this would be a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been, I guess, uh, to any nature's thing alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mostly I have, just wanted like, to jump. I have run it around in certain places outside naked before alone, <laughs> but it's always like quick and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Almost like doing it just to do it. And then I like run back and get dressed and leave or something. And when when did you both like feel like you be were comfortable with your body, like out? For uh, mine was more recent than yours. Is my mic on? Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, I can't myself. hear myself coming back in my oh. hands. But that's all right. Is that better? No, but that's okay. I will proceed. How about that? Oh, now you got me. Thank you. Oh, cool. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it helps if the headphones are plugged in. It wasn't balls deep. It wasn't balls deep. <laughs> so for me, you had been Spence was a nude model at the art school where I went to college. Okay. And I had grown up with like those nightmares of showing up to school in my bra and underwear and like that was a nightmare to me. You know, I was like, Oh, I, was, I had a dream I was in school and I had no clothes on. I had my oh, undergarments yeah. on, but it was scary. It was embarrassing. And yeah. Uh, Spence was just like, oh, I don't know that feeling. Like, can't relate. Uh, but <laughs> he had been given a photo shoot assignment. Not, I don't know if it was an assignment or what, but... There was a senior doing her project, her senior project. Yeah, and it involved and so, getting naked in the woods. Yep. And okay. he asked me, would you like to come along? And I was like, well, this is something I've never done before, so yes. I'm going to come. Try it. <laughs> and uh, when I got there, there was a set of models already naked and shooting ahead of us. And I was just like, well, they're naked. I'll get naked too, and it'll just be no big thing. And that was pretty much it. That was just the end oh, of all that cool. like fear and anxiety about my body. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just been naked and free ever since. Yeah, I've never really been more like, uh, oh, my God, people are going to see me. Mm-hmm. Even in dreams I've had where I'm, like, naked at school, it more sometimes is just kind of like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, oh, people yeah. are going to be mad at me and people are going to be all pissed off or something, you know? But I've never had this fear of, like, oh, people are going to see my body, you know? It's like, I don't know. That's, I don't have, like, that's... a lot of, uh, I'm not afraid to be, like, goofy or, like, you know, people look at me weird because <laughs> I've just been weird forever <laughs> as long as I can remember, you know? My dad is like a really goofy guy, like yeah. overtly goofy. And so we never really had problems like, you know, because anybody who did, anybody who was uptight or self-conscious growing up, my dad was always like, oh, what's their problem? They're a stick, you know? And I never wanted to be oh, yeah. a stick. So I was just like, I was always pretty, pretty loose and free with, 
I never got shy. And I also like talked at a very early age. So I'd always like talk oh, to yeah. adults when I was like two, you know? Oh, okay. And other adults would be like, what the hell? Your kid talks to adults. Like, what? what's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. Just some kind of nerd, you know? Some I've, kind I've, of nerd. Some kind of nerd. Well, I've, I, I, I share that. Um, like, I just... I had to accept myself because I felt like a lot of people didn't accept me. Yeah. When I was growing up, so so I was like, well, I'm going to have to accept myself because it's going to be it's going to be me and me. Totally. <laughs> well, that's the one that's the one person that's most important to get shit right with is yourself, you yeah. know, like you can't be embarrassed of yourself or like hate yourself because you can't escape yourself, you know? Like you're going to have to either you know, you you got to go through that journey of accepting what you can't change and then improving the things you can change over time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a process. Nobody ever, like, gets, I think, all the way there. It should be like a ever, ever rolling journey, you know, of getting better and maturing, I guess, with age. You change different things that are important to you. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I went to, like, a... I think my first experience where I was like naked in public was, um, I guess it would be a nude, probably a nude beach. Hmm. Um, or yeah, that or yeah, 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 it was a nude beach, I'd say, where I was just out for just walking around. I wasn't, you know, in any other, you know, position or what have you. Just regular. And I, uh, I just Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. The the whole uh the whole idea of like just walking around with no shirt on and yeah. then like it's 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 uh it's totally fine. I was like, Hell yeah, this bra get this off me. Absolutely. That, I was That just, must be so tight. Because I can't even f- for me, from when I was little, I always spent the whole summer with no shirt on, pretty much, with like a few exceptions. But like I was never wearing shirts. But I'm a dude, and, like, you can do that as a dude, and then, like, yeah. you know, you can do that as a little kid when you're a girl. But exactly. Then, I mean, once you're, like, seven or eight or whatever, like, it probably stops, you know, and so. Oh, for sure. Maybe yeah. even maybe even younger than that. Whereas, if you're a boy, you just keep going, you know, just keep on going. You're shirtless for life. Oh, for sure. Mow the lawn, yeah. no shirt. No Walk shirt. around, play basketball, no shirt. No shirt. No shirt. That's kind of bullshit, though, that, like. It's different for girls, don't you think? I think that's, like, the only actual sexism that's still on the books, you know, that's still, like, in law, encoded, where you'll actually get arrested. Well, here, um, like, there's a, there was a law in the books. I remember in the 90s that it, it, was, it became illegal for, for women to walk around with no shirt on and no bra. Like, you could just walk around with no shirt, no bra outside. Now... Um, I don't know why that really that law came about. I, I, you know, there could be like a, some kind of operative for all I know, you know, they, that masked as, oh, this is a feminist movement. So we want to, uh, like let women walk around. How come men walk around with no shirts on when women should be able to do the same thing? Um, yeah, like even if I ran, like ran to the store or something or to the mailbox and like I've got no bra because it's like you know it's a big to do. I'm just I'm just going out to do one thing, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, it's just 
and people still look at you. It's weird. That that part's weird. It's like, you know, their memories, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's like, it's so weird that. Uh... And men have them too. It's not yeah. like women yeah. are the only ones that ha- don't have the like. Yeah, the the only difference is 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 lactation. Well, I guess some men could do that. I don't know. There's no men that have like the perfect big round jiggly ones. You know, there are no. some like there are the, some there like, are some jiggly ones and there are some round ones. There are some big ones, but yeah, typically the just not shaped the same. You know, they kind of oh, spill exactly. into the armpits a little more than than women's do. It is so weird. Like they nourish life. They do. How have we condemned yeah. them this far? It is where they yeah. have to be covered up. There, there must be some um, tale or fable or uh, that of of a of a breast that did not provide nutrients for for a youngling, and then um, and then there was revenge from that youngling as it became <laughs> a a grown up. Um, that's really the only, um, only explanation. There's, it's just, I don't know, it, there's, there's a lot of, like, um, war on women shit that just, I don't know, just, like, I could see right through it. Yeah. It's crazy. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! Yeah, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I'm uh, mixing up another Caucasian here. Oh, mix it up. Yeah. Not for you, John. Hello, John. Hello. Oh, man. It's wild. I don't even know. That's the wild thing about being a guy coming up is I don't really... Mm-hmm. I had one sister, mm-hmm. but I don't really know much about, like, most girls or average girls when they come up. Like, like when do you get tits? It, like, it's all over the place. You got them early, right? I was yeah. really early. Oh, you did? Yeah. Real. How what, How old do you think you were? Or do you... Well, I had to wear a C-cup bra in third grade. Oh, okay. And I got made fun of for wearing a bra. <laughs> and I remember saying, I was like, someday you bitches will be jealous of me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> she knew even back then. I knew. But yeah, I got made fun of by boys and girls alike for wearing a bra. It was so stupid. Um, but yeah, I like got my period when i was eight so oh okay too early yeah that's pretty early i i got my period when i was 13 i think i was yeah i was 13 yeah um and i think like when i a note like when i note i was i just remember playing tennis and and then my boobs got in the way and it really fucking hurt like it really hurt and I was like, I guess I, I, I need a bra or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck bras, though. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. There, there's got to be. And and it's, if when you're athletic and you want to do stuff that like in the gym or, you know, or sport, uh, that's even swimming. Like I have a, I have a swim, I have a bathing suit that's actually got like a built-in bra so so i know where everything's going which is handy <laughs> that's the way to do it you ever swim yeah, with nothing can... on isn't that the best way i to fucking do it? love swimming with nothing on it's the best 
It's so good. I just can't do that at my dad's house. With guys, <laughs> we got like these. Most of us, if you follow expectations, if you like do what you're told, then you have to wear mm-hmm. the swim trunks with a drawstring, mm-hmm. and they come oh, yeah. at least to just above the knee. But you know, a lot of guys wear those at or below the knee. Mm-hmm. And then it's got this fucking white mesh. Uh, it's like a if that's you made be very uncomfortable. if you made a cheese grater out of fabric, that's what it would be. Fuck. And then yeah, it's just like you're, right. you're drying out uh, after you get done swimming, and it's just fucking ball great and you're fucking oh it's the worst it's like chafe city i never knew what the word chafe was i never heard it yeah until this fucking mesh swim trunk shit yeah and even yeah. from when i was a little kid i hated wearing that so I, oh. I started competitive swimming when i was maybe like 11 12 something yeah 10 okay. well, listen to me like every story I, where i was a kid i was 12 right <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know when the fuck it was exactly, but it was right. My sister was in competitive swimming. Yeah, I remember going to like her meets and stuff. That that shit's wild. The first like, first year I ever did it, we the team uniform was the speedo thing. So you know, oh yeah, we'd always practice it and we'd always be wearing them. I think that's part of why I don't really have like body shame or weirdness is because mm-hmm. ever since I was little, it was always uh, wearing speedos out like all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I find them way more comfortable. Like, I'll go to the water park, and I'll be the only guy of, like, 15,000 people, and I'll, one fucking guy in a Speedo will be me. Yeah, and then you get catcalled. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> we wish. I don't know. Did I get catcalled? Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, by those men, as soon as you were walking oh, through Oh, no, the that's game. called a heckling. Yeah, whatever. Like they liked call. it, and that's why they had to call it out. They're, yeah, they want, they wanted that. They're yeah, like, they're okay, like, faggot, you know, and the ignorant <laughs> shit. Yeah, just like, projecting, right, whatever, man. Like, they, they just they, they don't have the they they don't have the right words to to tell you. They they wanted it. Like your suit. Like, they what? like your suit. I didn't wear it for oh, you, you look but so thanks. comfortable in it. I didn't wear it for <laughs> it you, like babe, but fun. thank you. Like, that's sweet of you to say. You know, <laughs> I wore it. I wore it for mainly me, actually. Oh hell yeah! Me. It's just comfortable, man. I'm just. Yeah. It's weird, like. Yeah, probably ninety nine out of a hundred dudes would be less comfortable in that, but I'm just more comfortable, and I'm just like, well, this is it? They mm. jerk to you later. Yeah. Well, even um, jerk like, to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like even going to like places like where you're, you know, you're able to remove your clothes. There's like some people, like the again, this guy I was talking to, this old dude. At the at the naturist thing, he was just going off about like you know all the just all the other people's hangups and stuff like that, and I'm just sitting there just being like uh huh uh. Uh-huh. But I I just remember being like, you're not comfortable with your own body if you're talking like this, you know. And it's similar to those that you know you know they're like oh you're wearing a speedo fucking fag or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like, you're not comfortable with that. I like, used to, exactly. <laughs> I did a cut a few summers where my thing was like super short booty shorts and I'd always have my legs shaved, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I called all <laughs> kinds of shit for that, but it's like, well, you know, it's just a certain look I was going for. And then you got the shiny legs rather than it looks dumb. If you do that with hairy legs, like it just is not as good, you know? No, Exactly. And people call me fruitcake. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're still coming home to me at night, so. 
I had my face in some titties and I wasn't really worried about it. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't know about that part of the story. So. No, uh, and that's yeah. fine too. And, and, I've... and it's cool, actually. I think that's pretty cool. They, they don't. Yeah. Just let them whatever. Let them think whatever, yeah, man. whatever. That's sort yeah. of like a low-key superpower if you can get away with it. It's like, let people... Haters gonna hate. Let people hate or misrepresent or not know you. And it's like, don't, you know, you can't take it personally because it's like, mm. they can see, they're gonna see how they see. You can't change yeah. how they see. And it doesn't matter anyway, especially if it's just some kind of idiot. You know, if it's just a random idiot you don't know, you don't have an investment in, like, just yelling ignorant shit at you, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's just like them exposing themselves. Well, I expose myself. <laughs> Shiny thighs. <laughs> Drawing it out of them. That's a Gemini power, I think. Just draws think it out it of is. people. It draws it out of people. They can't help it. I have to fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> just comment on it some, at some point. Oh, man. Oh, um, I have another question then from, Yes. I think, a guy not too far from you. This guy not too far from uh, you. I was going to ask your guest uh, oh, yes. if they know in Canada where to uh, get the good stuff. Whatever that may be. Mm. So when are we smoking some weed? <laughs> oh. Where do you get the good stuff? Um, well, uh, there. I mean, there's legal shops, which I'm actually not really. I'm not really fond of a lot of the. the it, it's you. You can <laughs> smoke way too much of it, and then um, be stupid, like really stupid, tarted, if you will. It's not cool. And <laughs> I know you're half retarded. Um, it. Oh, I had the stuff that my dad gave me, like, um, that was, uh, that was uh, some. He knew somebody who who grew it, and and it was like, okay, this is actually not bad. I don't feel stupid smoking this, but like the stuff I have right now, um, I got from a dispensary, and um, and and it was just. Like if I smoke any more of this, I it, I'll be stupid. And I this is the tip of the joint. Like I need to share this with other people. So so this will probably last me for for the next few days. Nice. In in like just just like little hoots. I've never been a fan of of pipes myself. Um, like I, I when I when I started smoking, I had a lot of different pipes. Um, but, uh, I, I only found it really useful for, like, hash. I like hash or a good, uh, a good keef bowl, if you're doing bowls. Mm. Sprinkle that keef. Oh, yeah. Keef. Oh, hell yeah. <coughs> Oof. The dab cannon, man, it hurt me in a serious oh. way. Oh, yeah, your dad yeah. dab cannon. My dad dabbed. Dad dabbed. Dad dab. Mom tried to dad do a, dabbed. Tried to do a younger dab dab. Dab, 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 <laughs> dab, dab. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the Caucasian talking, though. Dad dabbing. Uh, Dad dabbing. When is the first time you ever dabbed? Um, I my my brother had some of the dab stuff. Yeah. And uh, we smoked it, and it was just it was ridiculous. We were just stuck on the couch. It <laughs> was ridiculous. That's funny. I love when um, that happens. Um, but yeah, it was it it was a lot. It was we. And I, yeah, this was before uh, legalization. How did you how did you do it? Did you like drop it on a nail on a bong, or did you? Uh, what was I the think method? He had a pipe. 
Is he get a pipe or a bong? Nice. Mm-hmm. It's weird the first time I saw dabs around. Well, the very, very first time, it was like oil. But it wasn't dabs in the way that we think of it now. And I've actually never seen this. I had never seen it before, and I've never seen it since. It was like a weird little apparatus. It was like a glass tube. Mm-hmm. And it maybe held, like, it was real small. Like, I don't know, maybe five or ten milliliters. It was, like, small. And uh, it screwed into this metal contraption. And then the metal contraption had a stem like a bowl would for a bong. So you could pull it out like a like you could pull a bowl out of a bong. And it's this mm-hmm. little vial with, like, dark hash oil in it. And what they would do is they would hit the... They would hit that glass vial with the hash oil in it with a propane torch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like you would heat up a nail, only they mm-hmm. would just heat up the glass jar that had the oil in it. And then you'd pull, and you'd fill, obviously, the bong or whatever you're smoking out of with smoke. And then they'd pull it out, and you'd clear it. Mm. Oh, my God. And so this guy that, he was like a grower, and he had an eye patch, and he was like the fucking, the big guy there. You know, he's like the big man there kind of a guy. And he was like... You ever smoked oil before? I was like, no. He was like, all right, well, come smoke it. And they heated the thing up, and he's like, all right, so you really got to hit it. Like, you got to pull it hard. It doesn't, you know, he's like, it's not exactly, it doesn't draw good or something. You know what I mean? He was like, you got to pull pretty hard. (laughs) Pulled, 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 and he's like heating it and leaving it in there. And then he just like yerks it out of there, and he's like, all right, clear it out. And then I fucking just took it in and immediately like coughed it all out like this dragon plume and i was like (laughs) cough 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 deep into my chest and i hit my knees it was just like tears watering out my eyes and this guy is just giggling like he's fucking eight and told somebody a joke or something he's like i never seen anybody ripping that hard oh my god He, he just like set me up and nailed me oh man I was roasting it's up. too easy, especially like mind. if you're if you're used to smoking in a in like <coughs> take, hold, taking a bong in. Um, it, it it's a lot of training that you should just train first before. Uh, it's like you don't want to breathe this whole thing in because you're gonna start coughing crazy. No doubt. Yeah, nobody cut the <laughs> nobody cut the hit my knees part out. You <laughs> I'll I'll take it out in post, no worries. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. Oh man. I saw you guys either have or are getting um weed infused freezies up in Canada. Oh, like I didn't ices. know that. Oh yeah. That sounds mm. fucking awesome. That does sound awesome. I think my first um, like manufactured edible that I've had was a, a lollipop, and I thought that was the greatest. Um, and and it came in a package, but it was so oily because it's just you know it's mm. cannabis, so it's like all super oily and everything. But it was very tasty. Um, have you ever have you ever made like a? a I remember making butter. That was the first like edible experience um we made butter yeah yep that's pretty neat i love making butter and also oil because between those two things you can make most dishes you know yeah yeah you don't even have to know how to bake i'm not a baker so uh cooking like you could just uh just throw it in into anything yeah it's really good you can just make a batch of weed butter and a batch of weed oil and then 
Does the recipe take butter or oh, oil? Yeah. Well, I'm good for either <laughs> one. All right. Brownies, cakes, fucking uh, a lobster, popcorn. Oh, There's a yeah. lot of different things you can do. I understand corn you on the and... cob. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> oh, corn on the shit. cob. Yeah. <laughs> ever, you ever eat corn on the cob at a guy stud? That is a fucking deal, dude. Oh, that's gotta be amazing. Everybody I've should do it sometime. Do oh, I gotta do that. Corn is coming in season, so that mm. that's gonna be some something to something to have. I understand. Um, you brought Fletcher. Uh, you both brought him um, edibles that you made. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I made the cookies, I think. No. Oh, or was it the brownies? <laughs> See, oh, that's brownies. how well they worked. It's like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, it's all a blur. I just remember talking about stick. <laughs> and of course, when you're stoned into your mind already before you even eat things, yeah, it's hard to like properly, probably clearly communicate <laughs> that uh, these are like special, like you know. I mean, it's funny too, cause like you know, we're dudes' backyard, so it's not like we gotta be discreet or anything. No, but it's no, also exactly. like you know, first time meeting somebody, you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> some cookies, you know, with like two eye pumps, two eyebrow pumps. You want some cookies? Cookies. And you're like, oh, I like cookies though. I like cookies. Oh man, I think I even remember barely rambling on about how like. I was like cloudy stoned, but then I even mm -hmm. got more stoned, right? And I kind of yeah. broke through the clouds. And there's this like mm. weird <laughs> extra clarity that you have to get super <laughs> big to actually find. Yeah. To where you were like, wow, I was lost, but now it's like zooming high. You know? <laughs> I think we looked at night, star, night, night sky stars in silence for at least 40 minutes straight. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, overall, we looked at the sky for a good fucking hour and yeah. a half to two hours, but for <laughs> like, I think the longest uninterrupted silence bit of it was like forty minutes. <laughs> we just stared and stared at the sky, like, oh, it's beautiful, man. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what what's your favorite thing? It, was it Lauren? Did you bake this? Yes. Yeah, she's but the baker. What, what's what What's your favorite thing to bake? Mm, probably brownies, man. Yeah, I love brownies. Nice. That's pretty awesome. They're simple to make from scratch. Mm -hmm. And your favorite add-in of the brownie? Oh, mint chocolate <laughs> chips. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Hell yeah, mint chocolate chip. <clears throat> yeah, they got these brilliant. little like ground-up Andes pieces that they sell in the grocery store. Sometimes you can oh. find them at certain places. So it's like the little Andes chocolate mint they give you at fucking Olive Garden when you're leaving. Only little bits of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that pretty much masks the butter flavor mm -hmm. when you use the mint and then it's you know if there's any green it's like oh it's a mint brownie what do you expect yeah it can get yeah it can get you in trouble because mm -hmm. you'll tell people you know it's like a brownie and you'd be like yo split these brownies you know just eat half and give the other guy the other mm -hmm. half like that's how you should probably do it <laughs> and people some people do that and then they're like does there was there even weed in that when you taste it <laughs> and then they'll want to eat another one you know or but that's another trap of edibles is like Oh yeah, it takes a while to kick in, and then sometimes you start getting high, and you're mm -hmm. so stoned that you're like, "Dude, when when is it gonna happen?" You know, <laughs> you don't even realize what's happening, <laughs> and then you eat another one, and you're just like, <laughs> 
But the wild part only happens, again, another 30 minutes after that, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I only I only made that mistake one time early on. Where I, like, yeah. like, ate it, and then right before it kicked in, maybe, like, five minutes before it kicked in, I was like, it's not kicking in, and ate another one. And then, oh, shit. And then yeah. it kicked in, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's better. And then you're riding <laughs> that out for 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden that second thing kicks in, and you're like, what the for me, it's like you can get too. I, it's real tough for me to get too high, just yeah. smoking joints or blunts or pipes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when you're eating, it's like once you're too high, you're just like, oh shit! It's like it's like getting too drunk for me, where I have to be like done doing whatever I'm doing. Like I have to retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like, looking at something and or, walking uh, around or just sitting, like it's just, and I don't have to move my mouth. Yeah. If yeah. Right. The, right. <laughs> Otherwise, I just slip into my room like hopefully I could fall asleep, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. But but also you guys, <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> oh man, been a long while though. You learn that kind of shit pretty quick. In my experience, some guys don't do that. Some guys are like I, I, this one guy that uh, it was a buddy I was trying to visit out in Colorado because I just happen to be out there. I don't go out there often. He was like, yeah, come on by, come on by. And we were planning on meeting up, and then he just like, I guess, ate too many fucking edibles before I came. And I was like, Jesus! I mean, how many how many did me eat? You know? Oh. And he said like, three hundred fucking milligrams or something. You know? Like, <gasps> Whoa! Way too yeah. fucking much. And I'm like, dude, Damn. do you look this shit up or what, man? Like, I have gummies that are twenty milligrams, like, and I've had like I I've had like whole ones, and that's like. Whoa! Yeah. Slow down! Don't do all of them. I mean, we got our hands on a quad dose chiba chew, uh, quad dose chiba chew one time. Oh, nice! Which was an eighty milligram, and Damn. we split it right. We each ate half, and that was just way too much. <laughs> we went to the dog park with our dogs, and it was just like trying to be an alien at the dog park almost. Time to go. We were there for like three (laughs) whole minutes. Our dog was immediately like humping a dog that was way bigger than him. We're like, oh my fuck. What do we do do with our hands? (laughs) Should we stand up? Should we turn around? I don't know what to do. Like, this is fucking too much, dude. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, it really was where it was just kind of like, we're looking around like, people are gonna know. <laughs> Get yeah. the fucking dogs. Let's go. <laughs> and we and we did go right back out of there. We were at the dog park for like six minutes, but it felt like, like two hours. <laughs> people were probably like, what the fuck? Did this kid just like, they just got here and then they left. You uh, you ever have dogs? I've never had a dog. Um, I have uh, aunts uh, and a grandmother who always had dogs. Um, so I was never a stranger to dogs. Um, mm. My dad, uh, he grew up with dogs, but he was not up for having a dog. He was like, Mm-mm. I think he took care of all of his mm-hmm. sister's dogs because. It was it was like the same. It was it's reverse like with uh, with my family and your family like where you know it's like he my dad was the oldest and then he has two younger sisters, oh. so he 
they they would always have dogs, and then I guess he ended up taking care of them, and he didn't want to do that. So, hmm. yeah, it but, seems always like the guy that's in charge most of them sometimes can end up resenting it. Yeah, She's like, yeah. I'm the one that has to fucking deal with it because dogs are a pain in the ass. You know, they can't take care of most of their their selves. You got to take care of them a lot, yeah, especially when it comes thing- to pissing and shit. And oh my god, yeah. He was like, "Oh, you have to you you can't you can't go anywhere if you mm-hmm. had a dog. Like you can't go on vacation or any of that stuff." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" You can do you know? overnights, man. That's what it you is. Yeah, yeah. And most but, dog people have other dog people in their family, so they just drop dogs true. off with each other. Like anytime my dad skips town, he will leave the dog with me. His two dogs, I should say, with me. Mm, that's pretty cool. Yes. Especially if you like get along with them and and you kind of and you kind of look yeah. forward to it, it's like oh they're actually cool. So <laughs> well, the unique thing about his dogs are we the first two dogs we ever got uh, had a litter of six together. Oh cool! And yeah. So we ended up keeping one of the six. My dad has two of those six. So like they're all litter mates and the mom and dad. So when they get dropped off, it's not really. It is two extras, but it doesn't. It's not fully that, you know. They blend no. in with a pack. They're already a pack. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like my family's always had mutts, uh, like like rescue dogs, and yeah. The, I think the only time when I was like a really small kid, my grandmother had two uh, puppies, like two Labrador puppies, and we we helped uh, train them and stuff. Which was cool. That is cool. Fletcher asks, like... Spence, does your dad ever go to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's sleeping right now. I think he went fishing. He told me he was going to go night fishing out at this pond. So. Night fishing? So no, he's out there trying to haul it in. My dad uh, loves fishing, and he grew up fishing mm-hmm. like the Ozarks, and mm-hmm. he can't eat fish. He's allergic to like all fish, fresh or sea food, Damn. fresh water or salt water. But, uh, but he can eat canned tuna for some reason try to figure that one out but so was this like all his life like he couldn't eat yeah oh fuck but he loved catching them so he'll go fishing and he's just a catch and release fish guy okay and he'll just sit out there all night sometimes whether biting or not but most times he'll get them you know he's pretty good at it too he knows all the things to do the all secrets. He says that it's hard to find chicken livers right now for whatever reason. But like it's that's, that's like his catfishing bait of choice is chicken liver. Uh huh. Maybe like there's just a lot of people that know about chicken livers and fishing that, and they really need to get the fish. Like Must they be. they're Must not going to the grocery store <laughs> for meat. They're just gonna be fishing <laughs> instead. Just- they're like my meat's in the pond. All I need is the meat yeah. to get my other meat out of the pond. Yeah, they're they're going fully OG, OTG. OTG. Yeah. Oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> OTG kind of guy. That song has not been played in a minute. That's true. And no agenda should play that again because then it'll be back into my brain. No doubt. I mean, not that it has ever left it, but, you know, I just I haven't thought about it in a long time. All you got to do is mention it, and it just plays yeah. automatically yeah. <laughs> in my little, like, brain clip player, which definitely exists. <laughs> That's pretty much the only other thing that, well, we did pretty much three things when we met. 
when we hung with Fletcher. Mm-hmm. It's stoned as fuck. We ate fire as food, and uh, we played clips to each other back and forth. <laughs> oh, that's pretty <laughs> but just sweet. Just out of our fucking yeah. mouth, mouths and memory. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Did do it. We did get a nature walk in. That was good. Nice. And nice. Uh, yeah, just like uh, hitting the soundboard buttons, but uh, I don't know. It's like a special kind of autism, I think. <laughs> They're viral. They got to Tom Starkweather, and we had to send him a video. Fletcher <laughs> sent him a video of of um, of Cardi B with the and also nice because because that uh, that's a brain breaker. I can understand that. Yeah, no I doubt. Can't hear like and without also now. It's oh, I just, know. It, that's impossible. Or when people pause because they're ready to hit you with a list of shit, you know? I even insert it. I even insert it it mentally in the pauses sometimes. You're just like, (laughs) Or Fletcher even (laughs) gives me thinking about it when people sneeze, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whenever you go on a little sneeze tear, he's always like, got it ready right there. It's like he feels it coming. He's so good. It's so funny. Wildness. Uh, we had a, um, not so much a question, but a joke for you, maybe. Oh, sweet. I actually have a joke for Carolyn I would like to share. Excellent. I love the jokes. So a sadist, a masochist, a zoophile, a pedophile, a pyromaniac, and a necrophile are all hanging out in the jail cell. And after some time, the zoophile stands up and he's like, guys, you know what I could go for right now? It's sex with a cat. Pedophile looks at him, he's like, man, you know, it'd be better than that, sex with a kitten. And the status goes, well, could we beat this kitten up first before we have sex with it? And the necrophile's like, hey, only if we beat it to death and then fuck it. Pyromaniac saunters on over, he's like, guys, we're going to like this cat on fire after we've beaten it to death and fuck it, right? And he gets really quiet. And then the masochist, he peeks his head out and goes, meow. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that kid is getting hurted, man. That's very dark, but it's great. Oh shit. I I can appreciate that. That's funny. Um who's who's your favorite if you had to pick through like the Olympic podium comedians? Oh. Not necessarily rank them that order, but just like the three that have to be up there. Oh, um, I guess I'd have to do like past, present, and future. Past, present. Ooh. Yeah, probably. Maybe, um, yeah. I think that's easiest. Past old uh, guard and new guard or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, old guard, uh, yeah, it's still David Tell. Um, I. I guess if if they have to have a female comedian, because you asked me for three, because people love the fucking female comedian thing for some reason, um, or comedian, and it's <laughs> you, you know, just it, to, you spell it wrong because it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're supposed to spell it wrong. I, I think the only person I, the only woman I I saw that with was um, I think Paula Poundstone would call herself that, um, but my. F- I really like Janine Groffalo. I mm. even saw her in 2015 as doing stand-up. Um, I've seen, seen her a couple of times. Um, but, I, again, I remember on her on the Larry Sanders show, and she was, like, one of the, like really cool. She's the cool goth chick that would get get all the 
get all the uh, talent on the show. That was that was her role in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I thought she was pretty cool, but um, I I, th- I think the future is uh, is definitely Tim Dillon. He's hmm. right up there. Um, I and uh, it also uh, uh, Kyle Dunnigan, He does uh, these these videos, um, these like face swapping videos. Hmm. He's doing the series that with um, uh, he plays Joe Biden, and that's probably one of the funny, the best. That's the only Joe Biden that I know, like as a parody. <laughs> It's so good. Like it's not just the face swapping. It's just the way, like his his timing, the way he speaks. It's it's spot on. What what he says. Um, Drock Jabama gave a job to me. <laughs> like it's it's so good. It it's just it it's such a parody, and it's it's a parody that that we need to see. Um, it and. He's he he does all these like thirty second or or a minute bits. Um, oh, with also he does a really good Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. That's really funny. <laughs> nice. I can't so, do a good Caitlyn Jenner, but I can do a, a mean Brett Favre clapping at the ESPYS when Caitlyn Jenner came out. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, yes. It's one of the best reaction gifts I've ever seen in my life, dude. Holy moly. He wants to be the wokest of the woke. That's what it is. Mm. It's like, but it's a, it's a, it's very good. Like he's, it's the future. Um, the that face swapping shit. He does the best Bill Maher I've ever seen. Like mm. the face swapping, but he sounds like him. It's scary how he sounds like him. No, is there like a, so there's like a face filter. Is there a voice filter on top of that? Is it like a like a double deep fake thing that he's doing? Like an extra art? Um. No. Or does no, he do, just as, do the voice like kill He it? does the voice and I've seen him do the voice like um I think it was on uh Joe Rogan uh where he he did the Bill Marv voice nice. and he was talking like and he and a, and a it's pretty notable that like Bill Marr fucking hates it. Like he can't even <laughs> laugh at his own self. Oh, definitely. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Bill Marr is a little bit prissy. He really is trying to be. If I could be so polite about it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he's he's like, oh, I'm on the road. I'm a road comic or whatever. It's like, no, you're not. You're fucking Bill Maher. You've had a show for thirty years. Give me a break, you know. The one thing his like insane level of pride has given him at least is the ability to like say fuck you and say what he wants still, which I do. That's the one thing I have always respected about. Bill Maher regardless of the other shit is like he I think that in a lot of times a lot of things he's like delusional about or he's just off on the wrong off on the crazy track on but I don't think he's insincere and I don't think he's like fake about it you know yeah which I which is kind of rare you know most people just like toe the line in show business Mm -hmm. and they're always they're always acting and he just seems like really genuine like even it's yeah, you know when he goes in his little sneering rants and he's like mm-hmm. it's like you can see the plain hatred that, that's not acting either yeah <laughs> like talking down his nose at people it, it, you, with him he's he's kind of like an open book if you if you look at him like um 
you could tell the stuff he's he he like ad libs and then the stuff that's like written out for him. Yeah. No which doubt. I which I don't mind about him. Yeah. Yeah, you never you never have to wonder what's really going on, I think, with Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's pretty that that's why he gets in trouble for saying saying words. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of astounding for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny too because out of all the atheists, Bill Maher is like the one guy that doesn't like pick and choose and cherry pick the religions he's cool with and not cool with. You know what I mean? I almost forgot he was he was one of those. Um, I want to I want to call him a a Bible thumping atheist. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. a science yeah. thumper or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's thumping Bibles and, and yeah. Uh, did you ever see that documentary he did, uh, Religulous? I think it's called. It's like. I th- he tried to marry religious with ridiculous, but it didn't really come oh, off. No, no. It's like religious, religious, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I actually saw that. I think I was probably like, "Oh, that's that's too much, Bill Maher. We know you're an atheist." Oh, okay. the whole premise of it is kind of like in a Michael Moore preachy style. Uh, oh, oh, of course. Tries to lay down the long term case for why. All the Abrahamic religions are basically all on a mission for an apocalypse and then all out war with each other. Which, you know, pieces of a power struggle are definitely there, but I think he just takes it to some kind of extreme, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. But he's also the only guy who's, like, also saying what he says about Christians. He also applies it to, like, Islam, and he also applies it to Judaism, you know? And yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I'm. He's sure at least consistent. <laughs> he is consistent, and and I, um, and I do like that about him. Um, I and yeah, that's what gets him in trouble: his consistency, which is hilarious. Yeah, our society yeah. is broken. I think when that's the case, mm-hmm. honesty and consistency will like get you in trouble. You get backlash. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember when Steve Stephen Colbert was hilarious. Like, yeah. um, he did this. Uh, bef- uh, did you ever see Strangers with Candy? Mm-mm. No. It was um, it was a Comedy Central show, late '90s, um, and uh, before that, it was it was him and a and Amy Sedaris, um, Sedaris, Sedaris. Uh, she was in uh, uh, The Mandalorian, um, uh, like more recently, but um. They were also in uh, a show called Exit Fifty Seven, mm. which is a which is another sketch comedy show. Uh, both Stranger with Candy, uh, Exit Fifty Seven. They were kind of like the same crew, the same uh, uh, improv crew. Um, and then he went on to have his own show, uh, the Stephen Colbert Show, um, which was I I found it was funny. It was I guess it was in an era where. Um, you know, there's there was war. You had George W. Bush. Um, it was post nine eleven. Um, he was this fake um, conservative, and then and then he became the real Stephen Colbert on CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, re- I remember a few weeks ago, um, Adam and John were analyzing uh, uh, John Stewart. Yeah, like I I don't think I ever saw John Stewart in a different light. I always saw him the same way. Like he's the he's the uh, 
um, he, he you know, he's fighting for people who who survived nine eleven. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. He seemed like a real guy, and it, and his, and of course, like it goes back to what Phone Boy is saying. Um, you know, humor and truth are are pretty, pretty well aligned with one another. Yeah, I don't know so much that I agree with him. You know, like their premise was kind of like that he's being marched around to spread this message, whereas like. I don't. I I, yeah. I sort of feel more like he's the only one with both the chops and the fuck you credentials to be able to go on and get that message out. You know, he's like the, I agree with you. The one guy yeah. that can tug of war it back to the center and back to normalcy and back to like, hey, why the fuck is nobody allowed to talk about this? I'm John fucking Stewart. You can suck my dick. You know. Yeah. But he says it in such a. He would never say it like that. But that's the weight it carries. You know. It does, yeah, yeah. It's very much that that same that same weight. Um, I think you know who did a better breakdown of it though, and a more full one was the receipt sitter when he had Darren O on Abs in the Six Pack. Yeah, he played those clips too, but he he played like the whole thing in pieces. I think I think that's the first time I've heard it fully. Yeah, and I think you have to hear the whole thing fully. I I don't think it's it's um it's really fair. I think if to, in order to see hear that analysis, you'd have to um, see it for yourself and and make make those um, judgments. And and it's I, I guess I go back to like how I remember John Stewart and 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 uh, his messaging um, that it's it's a different world now. But I but um, I I still think that. Um, Col- I agree with them. Colbert was definitely like towing the line, um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's like he, I'm John fucking Stewart. I'm gonna tell you how it is, and this is this is all fucked up. Yeah. And he was always like that. That was always a very consistent thing with him. And I still think like John Stewart's the kind of guy who could have enough pull that where like if he decided I'm on Colbert, I'm saying this, like he'd just get it done. You know, he would just yeah keep calling and having other people call until like it, it happens my dogs keep freaking out because everybody's shooting fireworks off oh dang yeah fucking dogs Aww. can't live with them can't scary. kick them in the head <laughs> no i can't kick them in the head nah they're great oh we got some fireworks going on over here too oh yeah is it like uh see here the fireworks start at the very very end of june because that's when the oh yeah firework tents are allowed to set up even though here you can get there's warehouses where it's open all year you know to buy buy and sell fireworks yeah you can buy them all Mm, all year round at these warehouses a lot of them are on the highway missouri is one of the looser states when it comes to fireworks oh okay then we only get the two days we get victoria day and we get canada day when you can buy fireworks Hmm. because they yeah they always have these little and just 20 24 hours you can get them that's it no no. is it like a lead up yeah it's like a lead up there's like these you know it's not like an establishment they just have like a a pop-up uh place where you could buy fireworks yeah yeah here i think there's some of them some of them have like uh, like sparklers like at gas stations or something but i don't think Mm. yeah maybe not nowadays all aerial (laughs) fireworks are illegal in the city limits but it's not enforced. It's like impossible to enforce and not enforced. 
just a blessing and a curse. It's like it is annoying, just because I'm a fucking parent, you know. And it's like oh, people yeah. take it to the extreme. But I also like to blow up fireworks. But I just like I grew up in a rural <laughs> spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when we blew up fireworks, we always go outside of our small town city limits where it was still legal to shoot off fireworks for like a three day period in city limits in my town. But you know, out of town, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So, uh, we would go out to the country and shoot off all kinds of ignorant shit and fun shit and shit. We bought just combinations. My friends were always deeper into the danger side of everything. So they always like took it way farther than I ever wanted to. But one of my buddies got a, they always used to make these little homemade pipe bombs with a brass tubing and they'd fill it with powder and then oh. hammer it shut with a little fuse in it. They're loud as fuck. And they, you know, with that brass pipe, it throws a little shrapnel too. So you can blow, oh. you know, mostly you'd blow five gallon buckets sky high up in the air. But he uh, had made one of those and then he got a welding kit like for Christmas. Oh my gosh. And he had one of those pipes and he was like, grinding the end down to weld it he didn't realize that one of them was like a halfway completed pipe bomb basically damn it blew up in his fucking hand and just oh, shredded shit. his hand up he had like mm. had some skin grafts and everything but he's fucking lucky he, he did get lucky he didn't go through uh tendons and didn't lose any fingers or nothing yeah damn that's that's crazy. That's that's country America shit right there, man. Guys like that's like right common. On. That's common type mm-hmm. of shit. Not that yeah. not that severe of injury. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, fucking lucky you don't common, lose a hand. But, but that severity of blowing stuff up is very common for sure. Yeah, it's a wild place, it, you know. Yeah, out in the country. I'm about like an hour hour away from Toronto, but this is still kind of like the downtown part of the town. It's like, um, kind of like a burb kind of situation. Yeah, it's like a burb kind of yeah, it, and it's kind of like a I'm I'm just a, a, a parallel to the to the main drag, um, uh, but gotcha. there are so many fireworks last <laughs> night. Yeah, like during the show, um, it was really distracting. See, we get fireworks, but we also get fucking celebratory gunfire too. Just so irritating. Yeah, that's what annoys me the most. I hate that part of it. Uh, it happens less and less these days. I think just because it's so fucking expensive. Like ammo is so expensive, but it still happens. It just doesn't. It doesn't last as long as it used to. Oh yeah. It's like people can only afford like thirty percent of the ammo they used to shoot up in the air, so or something like that. Yeah. Damn. But goddamn it, it's so irritating. Yeah. I had a couple it bullet is. holes in my roof. Ah. And there's been two deaths in Kansas City so far from celebratory gunfire. What, this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, my God. Damn. Fucked Jeez. up. That's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like it at all. They could they could just blow up money like that. Do they know how much gas is? Damn. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all I could, uh, that's all I'd think of. It's like, <laughs> it's almost like a dollar, it's almost a dollar forty a liter here. And it's like, like, if you want to fucking get down with it, you know, get set, just set a proper range up and shoot at something, you know, like it's not that hard to fucking, it's still, it's still illegal to do that in the city, but it's safe and you're not shooting it way up in the fucking air, you know, at least yeah, if you're it, shooting it down range at a predetermined spot where the bullets are just going to stop and, you know, you can build a little fucking target. 
But no, you know what it no. is? Physics that would take isn't effort. taught enough early. That would take thinking on. with your brain. That would take caring about other people than yourself. That's just like yep. too much to ask. Yep, you're on to it, Carolyn. <laughs> just, just like teach physics in kindergarten immediately. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. I, it's like, I oh, I'm going to throw this ball at you. Okay. That's what happened. The, the force got into your face and then it hit you in the face and you fell. And that's what happens. <laughs> what goes up must come down. Yep. Just just these tough lessons. See, these tough lessons like that are not being taught. Yeah, I always wondered and marveled about how, like, they've got you for 13 years and you come out, most of us come out pretty fucking dumb in terms of practical knowledge, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. No. In, it's a like, a lot of time. In a century, we went from, like, teaching Latin in elementary school to uh, not teaching, you know, no ha- having no standards for anybody, you know. There's no, like, failing for the first for the first chunk, and then a lot of grades are trying to do away with failing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they want us to be dependent on the system or yeah, something. Yeah, you come out dumb, <laughs> just programmed, not really informed. Oh, exactly. What can you do, man? What can you do? Who would want to think over it? (laughs) No thinking allowed here. You're not allowed to do that. What (laughs) what are you? Why are you trying to read that word? Are you a fag? You a fag? Yeah, man, I'm a fag that reads, man. (laughs) I like reading shit. I like reading shit. Hey, John likes reading stuff. I can tell. He does, man. I can tell. He, he will be. Already... He'll be reading. He's reading. Uh, he's probably reading right now. We don't even know it. The backs of his eyelids. That's kind of what yeah. he's reading. He's chugging. Oh, yeah. He's chugging titty with eyes closed. <laughs> reading the paper. Yeah, it must be fucking nice. <laughs> must be fucking nice. You, you know, it was fucking nice. So it's hanging out with you all night. Uh, yes. It's been so fun, man. I'm looking. It's, it's been like, so fun. Been over two hours and we oh had my a fucking gosh. blast. Like feels like time just went like that, you know. That's what I, I love feel about like it. that. We had such a great time. Hell yeah! We'll have to come on the old Hagaruni soon. Yeah. Yes. 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 Please. We'll work. We'll work a date, and we'll have you guys on the show. We're Hell very yeah. excited already. Well, I know Fletcher's excited. Yeah. Yeah, he's excited. I can feel the excitement. Yeah, you guys are wonderful people, man, both of you. But um, thanks for coming on and, you know, getting to know just Carolyn, which is Carolyn. That was cool. Oh, that was cool. Well, uh, thank you for having me, Lorian, Spencer, and Bowl After Bowl. Fucking great show, you guys. You, you, <laughs> oh. you both do a, an excellent job, and I love it. Thank you. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening along, everybody in the bowl. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday with our regular scheduled episode until then i've been spencer wolf of kansas city i've been dame delorean i've been carolyn hog story in the smoker hell yes episode 200 coming up Ooh yeah 200 i don't know what we're gonna do for that but yes gotta go there hogstory.com thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time and until then may your bowls burn ever brighter Oh, brother.
after bowl till he's sick. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl with Spencer and Lorian. Lorian and Spencer. Carolyn, thank you, darling. Thank, thank, thank you, darling. 